Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Hello, hello, hello. It's aka Claudette with a new moon update or pre-new moon information. It's something new that I'm trying. I'm not usually one to kind of look into the future or even be that far ahead of what's happening in our sky. But I have to take my own advice and I've been struggling to be honest and that's a part of you know sharing um how my life is and you know my name is my nickname is Claudette because I'm always looking up and you know looking for the right side but even I you know I have a lot of challenges most of them financial I have to tell you and yesterday night my laptop stopped working (laughs) and it's because the cable is super old it's just covered in tape and you know just that was for me the last straw I just thought oh god you know how am I gonna get on with what I have to do how am I gonna you know make the welcome packs for my clients you know how am I gonna do anything, you know, without my um, Canva, my programs, without my photos, and and not, please don't make me have to do it on my iPhone, and my back was hurting, and I went to the doctor office by chance, and they're like, oh, we don't see anybody, and just talking through an intercom system, and then they said, oh, you have to call us in the morning, and then my credit ran out when I was listening to, like, three to five minutes of COVID (laughs) precautionary recordings before I could even talk to anybody. So, yeah, it's been one of those days. And I thought, okay, you know, what would you tell a client to do? What do you think is happening, really? And... When I looked at first the retrograde um, planets and, you know, how I approach things through elements, I said, okay, Jupiter is retrograde, Pluto is retrograde, Saturn and Venus. Jupiter and Pluto are both in a fire energy, in that super fire energy, Claudette, you always talk about, which is Sagittarius. It can't be destroyed. It's powerful, right? That's what I tell my students this is what I'm telling myself okay so you've got these two really transformative powerful the the biggest planet and the the smallest (laughs) non-planet powerful Pluto and Jupiter in Sagittarius where the galactic center is and you have actually the south node at the galactic center mathematically around two degrees of Sagittarius and even acting as a bookend which is a weird thing. So all the planets, everybody's on one side between the two nodes. And I know an astrologer called that something particular, but it's a peculiar um, situation that we've had for a while. And hello, we are in a peculiar situation. So, and then I said, okay, Saturn is in Earth. 
even though it's going to be moving to Sagittarius, but right now it's in Earth. And Venus is in Earth. This is astronomical, not astrological or Western or Vedic. Vedic might say that, I don't know. In any case, that's the positive thing, right? Venus is at home in Earth energy. And Saturn is at home in its Earth energy of Capricorn. So I always say people to use what I feel alchemy to change the situation. The situation is Earth. The situ um, obstacles, what seems so permanent, what seems so real, what has materialized the matter. So if I feel restrictive, you know, I can't do this, my computer doesn't work, um, Venus, I could say, you know, I really miss my home in Egypt. I really wish I could go there, but there's so many obstacles I would have to cross to go back there uh, to my happy place. And I am quite haunted, and it's good for me to say this, because when I left to come back after my mother died and I was just coming to tie things up here, there was a voice in my head that said, you're not coming back. And it haunts me like crazy. It haunts me. And to be honest, during this retrograde times, I have a lot of haunting self-talk. Things coming up, you know, that I can't control things coming up. It seems they come up and I have to either remember them or like give them space whole space for them or whatever normally I can just wash it off I'm so busy but <laughs> thank you retrograde everything slows down and they kind of stick like so what are you going to do about that Claudette what are you going to do about that <laughs> anyway when I thought okay I've got what am I going to do it's new moon new time to start things uh, also time before to end some things what are you going to do so I, I know my best, my best way forward always is to go and help people. And some people say, or you say, oh, you help people too much, you'd be helping yourself. And I always feel that, but that is helping people. <laughs> helping, helping myself is helping people. That's why I do it. So if I am passionate, and that's what the fire I see, that put energy, put this indestructible birth of stars Sagittarius energy towards helping people George changing me anything that has materialized then I can expect and I will expect the best possible outcomes so just keep going keep thinking about how I can engage people, how I can let people to know, thinking about, you know, giving away um, information for children, you know, doing things for free, you know, because it's not about the money. The money is just to continue my research and continue being able to serve. But what can I give? How can I change somebody else's life? And a funny thing happened where the person I was thinking who inspired me actually to to 
share what I think should be shared for children because actually it's not really some people say kosher to tell to to erect a chart for a child you know because they're not there yet you know let that soul be in a way before there's a blueprint made and especially if it's a western blueprint please don't get me started but um I do think it's important just for the sake of having another information to say okay when your baby was born the sun was shining here the moon was shining glowing there and this constellation was actually on the eastern horizon from the birthplace that is a beautiful start to a child's life and i wanted to do that because you know the children are our future and the future is at stake now I had heard also that a friend of mine is a teacher in Japan and she said the children were happy to go back to school but they weren't happy having to be isolated during lunchtime and not allowed to talk to people and having this plexiglass separate and I thought that you know is this the new this is what they want to call quote unquote the new normal and that's not really good so you know children have come even more a priority for me you know because we bring them into the world don't we and we do our best but now we need to do our best and we need as much help and information we can get you know people who keep they need the choice if they want to vaccinate their kids or not they we need choices so yeah that was all going through my mind and yeah it came to me i how to help so one thing i'm doing so the same mother actually the same person had sent me a message again and said oh i can't find the q a a to z link that you sent me so i went into it again i said listen claudette people uh, a lot of people i reached out to thanks to a, a, a little recommendation of a discovery call that I had. And people were like, I don't know what sky astrology is. And I'm like, okay, then this is my main. This is, this is the first bit, you know, you're so passionate about sky astrology, Claudette. Try to um, share exactly what that is. You've, you know, I've, it took me like two to four months, you know, not every day to make the sky astrology video q a from a to z and i know some people say it's slow but it's some people really like it's informative and it's good if you don't know about astrology or what sky astrology is and most i've gotten good feedback on it so i am going to have that in the link in the description as a link in this podcast and I would really appreciate it if you shared it, looked at it, because I can't keep it accessible for ex- forever. Um, but I want people to have a, you know, a feeling of urgency to get this information because, you know, we are in a state of urgency uh, in general and might as well be something positive, you know, that we kind of catching up to, to do by knowing where the sun and the moon were when we were born and not to believe the false information of Western astrology. So that's one thing. And the second thing I thought, okay, 
we're going to do a special new moon uh, episode where you're going to it's break it down like you do. Sorry, here comes the yawn. <laughs> break it down when you do. When you analyze and read other people's sky and see what happens because sometimes by looking at these numbers things do happen I get these kind of insights whilst I'm doing it it's not something that I really plan for so without any further ado and I think I might take a break to yawn (laughs) I will come back with first where the heavenly bodies are for those of you who want to know where they are in the sky and if you have your sky chart then that's a good thing for you to know hey i'm back that was a long introduction this is going to be very short it's going to be a really quick just rundown of what degree the heavenly bodies are and then i'm going to go into an explanation or my interpretation so first we're going to start with in the uk it's going to be at 1838 that's 38 minutes after 6 p.m on the 22nd may 2020 and at that time which is important zero degrees uh will be rising the beginning of libra will be on the horizon that's the first thing the second thing as i said the south node will be at two degrees of sagittarius then we have Pluto at 28 degrees Sagittarius. The thought just came through my head. Or I was supposed to do. If I can't stop yawning, I'm just going to be known as the yawning podcaster because it's ridiculous. I don't know why I start yawning when I come on to the podcast. I'm not yawning all day like that. Okay, so weird. Okay, let's go on. We have Jupiter next to it, both are retrograde. Jupiter's at 30 degrees Sagittarius. Saturn, as I said, is at two degrees. It's really at, you know, a little bit low, less than two, but closer to two than one of Capricorn. Then we have Mars at eight degrees of Aquarius, almost nine. Neptune at 22 degrees, Chiron at 16. Yeah, so Neptune at 22 degrees Aquarius. Chiron at 16 degrees Pisces. Next we have Uranus setting, which is quite interesting, really right on the point of the the opposition of the ascendant, which is the rising sign. This is the descending sign. It's setting at 9 degrees. Aries, which is really still Satis category. Next, we have our beautiful sun and moon together, starting all brand new and fresh in 8 degrees and 22 arch minutes, which is important because that's the 4 again. Then we have Venus and Mercury conjunct, which is also what the sun and moon are doing. (laughs) We call it a new, uh, you can't really call it a new Venus, a new retrograde, because this is the first connection that venus will be making as it's retrograde so it's coming back to this point at 27 degrees of taurus 
with Mercury. So both are there. And then we have the North Node at 35 degrees. And that is conjunct the star Betelgeuse of Orion. Because at the end of Taurus, there's a little space there between Taurus and Gemini. And there's some stars of Orion there. So that's one of the reasons I do acknowledge Orion as an energy more interestingly, you know, major stars of Orion as part of sky astrology because of course we can see that star in the sky even though it's been blinking and supposedly maybe doesn't exist anymore but it takes a while for us to find out. <laughs> anyway, what we don't see doesn't mean it's not there. Which brings me to planet X, which is at 32 degrees Pisces, but really in this area of the sky called the sea where Satus runs alongside Pisces. And actually, astronomically, they say that Eris, that's also called planet 10, is in Satus, the sea dragon, which is where our moon is today, which can explain a lot of things because the Satus is... A sea dragon with the tail of a fish, like the sea goat in Capricorn. And it has, you know, the top part kind of mammal-ish. And it spits fire. So, yeah. It is, for me, also showing a combination or being an example of how water earth and fire can coexist in one entity and I have this uh, idea that that is what we are maybe um, would bring us more harmony more balance in this life when we would accept and try to integrate the different parts of ourselves and also different elements and and not separate them from ourselves or not separate ourselves from each other no social distancing allowed mentally or physically because of course the sky has no borders it's man who's made those borders and a lot of i always say this a lot of the constellations overlap themselves and especially in this case with Satis and Afukas, they embody a coexisting of more than one element. So when I'm looking at this, and I'm looking really just, just basic, what's beginning here? And I have to be mindful of what happened before. And it's funny, we've got all these 22s, you know, for a while now impacting us when I made the the connection with what happened with coronavirus on the 22-23 of March and so here and what happened in April the 22nd of April was also was the last full moon or new moon I don't know probably new moon and it was also Earth Day I think it was so it was 22 so these are really significant days we are living in significant times and I have this inkling that says to me, first let's look at, well, before I tell you, what's actually happening. So, of course, when, when planets are together in the same 
space, they are interacting with each other. Now, in the case of Pluto and Jupiter, Pluto is supposedly this scorpion energy connected to water, but definitely a transformative energy. And Jupiter is um, connected to Sagittarius originally, and is a fire energy and is at home. And this is like the, the very poignant thing I like to notice is that Jupiter is at home in Sagittarius, Venus is at home in Taurus, and Saturn is at home in Capricorn. So Jupiter has a strong power. At the same time, because it's also sharing space with Pluto, it's dealing with this kind of deep <laughs> emotional feeling of Pluto. And I think that's how I can feel that I'm kind of mirroring this feeling. And I feel that, you know, we're all getting on with it, but there's something deep inside of some deep intuition stuff that's telling us this is not going so well. <laughs> This social distancing, you know, the figures, all this information that's been given, you know, all the hype. And now here we are on the other side trying to free our lives. But how free are we going to be? And, you know, they say there's no, you know, I mean, the figures don't add up. So basically, Pluto is really they're holding space for our emotion and asking us to dig deeper and asking us to be aware and not to escape this feeling and think it's gonna be okay and acknowledge that there is something there that we can't ignore and the reason I say that as well is because as the new moon, we have the Mars, which is, is it the Mars? No. Oh yeah, so this is what, oh, I see, or is it then? Yeah, so there is this support of knowing that. Also, a little bit from the nodes in Beetlejuice and our galactic energy stars like Sirius. Yeah, they're supporting this intuition. And I thank you, Sirius. <laughs> I really do thank you for being there for us and not letting us um fool ourselves that you know everything is going to be okay because it's can be okay but it's not going to be okay by itself let's just say that so the fact that we have you know that in you know this spark of knowing is really important to acknowledge and to accept and to keep us, you know, aware that, you know, that might be the case. So then we have the fact that 
sorry, our Mars, this is the next kind of space, our drive, which is also some fire we need, is in air. So this means the interaction between air and fire is kind of like a dance all the time, all the time. I try to yawn in between me, waving my hands like fanning the fire. Aquarius air is fanning the fire. You know, getting people riled up about what's going on. and But keeping it like a catch-22 where you don't know what to do. Unless the best way, I think, or the way I see this, if because of the nature of the air, the air is Aquarian. Okay? And so... Aquarius is connected to unusual things. Um, Uranus and Aquarius is used to the future. It's also the 11th house, which um, is about society, people, community, things like that. So, of course, we want to have some kind of solution for the society for everybody right but it's there's so many ideas which is a lot of air that we have and we don't know how to act upon them because the mars has a burning desire to do something that's the fire the in the real energy of mars and it's in this air sign where it's just a lot of hot air or just throwing ideas left and right but nothing really is getting done and of course that can be a bit frustrating and this energy is interacting well kind of challenging the reality because the reality we have is where everything here the new moon venus and mercury are all in taurus which is connected to our earth which is also like a little tidbit that somebody confirmed a bit that actually they said that our sun might be a star in the Taurus constellation which kind of makes sense but this you know is a special star um special constellation I did a post in Instagram showing how you know 17 or 16,500 years ago cave men are in caves in France they drew the bull with the two horns which signify two stars there's two stars at the end of each horn they drew dots for the Pleiades they had drawings of the 13 month moon calendar so if they were following these um, movements 16,500 years ago that means we should really be following them now. I mean, you know, that speaks volumes for me. And I don't think I need to even expand on that because this is, <laughs> you know, it's just like a beautiful example of how we've lost touch with nature. And if we are following, you know, a so-called made up calendar that doesn't honor the 13 moons, that doesn't honor the moon cycles in the year, the Chinese do. That's why they have a lunar cycle. But Western, Western doesn't, and that means Western astrology doesn't honor the lunar month, the rhythm of creation. I've said it. Okay, so 
Taurus, in a way, is interesting because Taurus is nature, but also here's Taurus become like possessions and wanting material things. Have we traded in our material things? Have we traded in this materialism for our true nature? Is that our nature? That is a question that just kind of came into my thoughts. So here we have Venus, and I even think, I think, and I, I been you know testing with people when a planet goes retrograde similar to mercury it's coming back and re-evaluating revisiting something i mean it's kind of simple isn't it because it's going over a place so wherever a point it's already passed it's not taking another year or another cycle to go over it right no (laughs) like you know when jupiter goes over something it's going back over it in the next few months where normally it would take 12 years to go back over it. And the same, I think with Venus, it would normally need a year and a half something to go back over a point, but now it's going to go back in a month. So this is really a time to look again at things and to see. So here we have Venus and Mercury together. Mercury is communication. Mercury understands Air energy and earth energy because it's connected to Virgo and Gemini and Venus, of course, is connected also to Libra, which is air and earth, which is Taurus. So it is actually a beautiful connection the two are making. And for me, it is looking for an opportunity to voice the concerns how we will go about in a harmonic way in harmony to the environment and to you know our 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 worlds you know our systems that we had before the paradigm however you want to call it how are we going to go forth and what information do we have because what i erected for london there's some, there's some like hidden information that we're not privy to. That's the kind of thing I get. And I think people are feeling that there's, there's an agenda. And as much as there's a lot of false information and misinformation and, you know, leading people down some kind of crazy route that's just, you know, to take their energy away, there is something where we are it's like I keep hearing grow up we have to grow up you know we can't wait for somebody to solve this for us and that is a big challenge even I 56 year old will say so myself but I'm here just to you know put it out what the numbers say there is information that needs to be communicated we need to to speak about the harmony that we need we need to communicate that to each other and to do the best we can even in the social distancing I think it's a point to make an extra effort to still communicate with each other or with you know people we don't know and I think people are doing that with Zoom but you know about not just about you know mundane things no about how are we gonna evolve in these times how what 
do we have a new normal being given to us or are we going to make our own new normal are we capable of having that discussion how to go forward I just saw a post uh, a story from someone who does a lot of environmentally environmental things and she said she was had a appointment with the bank and the bank said that a lot of funding for environmental matters are going to go down the drain because people are going to stop using their cars or they're not going to they're not going to buy new cars anymore they're going to buy the old cars and they're going to be using fossil fuels and blah 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 so you know the environment's kind of like put it on a hole i mean i even see people just throwing rubber gloves on the ground like who does that right i mean all you know all the rubber and you know it's just i can't express how crazy this is because it just doesn't add up to the figures don't add up really for the amount of rubber gloves i'm seeing strewed around everywhere okay so gone off on a little tangent but yeah that is what's happening also with the venus and mercury so last but not least i want to talk about our new moon and our new sun i like to call it because they're both new why the sun and the moon they're together new together this is a new rhythm they're going together and they're with the eight and eight is a powerful number and four is a powerful number and four is like get organized and make your choice you know decide what you want for the earth and i think my main thing is saying if you prioritize mother earth nature this is a good way to go in thinking about how to go forward like if they say people are going to be using fossil fuels more because they're not going to get a new car because people don't want to go on the underground then i see people here jumping on bikes we don't have to use our cars all the time they were telling us before not to use our cars right so i mean i don't drive but you're saying people don't use their cars because of the air whatever and even if you believe in like climate change or not the fact is that the air and the rivers and everything's clear the air is cleaner without these cars i know people in the states they get in the car to go down drive down the street not saying but like that's the only place i've seen it happen <laughs> you know so yeah there are a lot of things we can change ourselves and i think it's a good exercise to start doing things that you can change because it gives you more power to actually activate your beliefs that you are powerful that you can make a difference because truth be told no matter who you vote for it seems like it's not as much of a difference as you would like it to be and i think a lot of people don't vote cuz they don't feel empowered by their vote or we don't feel empowered by a lot of things because even somebody said to me when i was after i had my children why did you they that can't vaccinate your baby that's your baby and i thought oh yeah it is my baby <laughs> you know we don't even think that way we think oh you know oh we have to or they're doing the best for us but you know the best that they've been doing for us it hasn't been working out so good and that's also like some truths we have to see 
so yeah we were looking at the sun and the moon and we're looking at this cycle and we're looking at from we have a cycle from this new moon to the next new moon even though we're gonna have a full moon a new moon no full moon between that we're gonna have a the full moon after so when we have the next full moon it's june 5th i believe it will be in a focus the full moon and that's quite powerful change and giving us the opportunity there with the fire in the water to materialize something when at the same time Venus will be um you know no there's something no that's the 21st so Venus and everybody will still be retrograde but Venus is the first to stop being retrograde at the next new moon so this will be the halfway point June 5th when the full moon is coming up I guess that's when you know maybe things something else will be introduced because we have the new moon starting and all those things that kind of collect themselves build up to the full moon and then if you are watching and you have your ears open you say oh this has come up this has come up and then it's time to act (laughs) time to react time to assess and look what's happening straight in the eye and take it on board it's a lot of times we don't take on board I mean I'm somebody I don't watch tv because I know I have watched tv in the past and there is a kind of dream state that you end up this could be because there's a, a challenge to Neptune there is something about Neptune which deals with images and and photography that has taken a big part of our lives unfortunately and taken you know a lot of people say oh you know there's a lot of interesting hints in movies and things but there's a lot lot of interesting hints in your dreams there's a lot of interesting hints in um, unknown information there's a lot of interesting hints in stargazing and if it's true what they say about you know Hollywood and all that why are you still watching that programming and why am I having to sound judgmental to ask you (laughs) I don't want to judge I'm just letting you know there are more interesting things that will support your intuition support your vision support your dreams and your clairvoyance your clarity than Netflix just saying and we need you to kind of um, think outside of the box that TV box and the proverbial box okay so that's my little rant with that I did want to say that because we have the new moon and the sun in Taurus there we have a nice combination of fire from the sun and the moon water cancer and in earth right so we have a 
uh, opportunity to really do deal with these this without the air and to really what's great about fire um, earth and water is that it really does integrate really well and so when the fire gets to it it's also solidifying what has already been created or what is created with the water and the earth and so they really work well together and they are integrating somewhat naturally and so when we it's good that the mars is a bit isolated is it that the mars i believe is the only yeah mars is the only uh well then those neptune is yeah neptune is in air and mars is in air but let's be honest neptune is at the very end of aquarius of air and it's really on the borderline of going home to pisces and at the same time i have to say it's in the part of the sky um where the water is as far as mars but neptune is naturally water because it's connected to pisces but mars is naturally fire and it is interacting with this air in a different way yeah because the neptunian pisces water and air can coexist but and and give each other space but the fire in the air they're always you know edging each other on and in a way it's it's a positive energy it's just that with the mars sometimes goes a little bit too fast and then exhausts itself and then a lot of ideas are left not done or not uh really completed at a completed thought or completed idea or some action being taken to explore if it's a good idea and i say that because i can end with this with which is my own kind of therapy and why i did this podcast in this way is because i am challenging myself to take my passions and apply it to the situation so whatever you're passionate about if you're passionate about our earth if you're passionate about not driving if you're passionate about people in your life are you passionate about wanting to hug your loved ones are you passionate about knowing what's happening in the hospital are you passionate about your children are you what are you really passionate about not any tv show but you know be passionate about something and Take action to integrate that into your life. And through integrating that into your life, making a step, then ideas will come, which is where the gas comes. This is what I call alchemy, what I teach. And it unfolds in like the fumes have information. As you are transforming this lead, as the alchemists do, into your gold, as you transform, if you put so much energy and fire and using the Sagittarian fire, which you, Jupiter's in and Pluto, so, you know, the most transformative and the most, the biggest idea, that gives me an idea, like the biggest idea that you thought you could never do, do it. <laughs> God, I'm talking to myself, really. 
the biggest, like the most crazy, biggest, out of the ordinary, transformative idea that you maybe dreamed of that thought, oh, it can it be possible? Try it. Just try it and see what happens when you apply that energy to a situation and then it will start to a chemical reaction or a chain reaction as they say as it becomes fluid and that's the water that's how it transforms itself from fire interaction to earth the solid the lead the situation the matrix the environment the rules everything the matter that exists when you give attention to it put your the fire over that put your intention your desires apply that to changing that matter into what you want it to look like and first heat it down melt it down make it fluid into the water element stage and whilst it's hot <laughs> whilst it's fluid and flowing then mold it to make it yours change it to make it yours be the alchemist and when it cools again yeah it'll be your gold your creation your concept of your situation or how you want things to be with your life and if it's not quite there start again but it's new moon is a good time to start Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you. And yeah, I noticed I had two reviews from people in October 2019. Thank you so much. If you are still listening to me, I actually typically took a pause <laughs> in October. So I hope you're still with me. And I know there's quite a few of you who have, who listen to the podcast. I really ask you if you would be for the sake of other people, because how the algorithms work with Apple podcast especially is the more people write a review or give it a rating the more people hear it and can find about find out about this podcast so it's sharing is caring and I would really appreciate if if you get any value at all from listening to my podcast if you could pass on that information by giving a review and subscribing that's all for me for this new moon at eight degrees of taurus on the 22nd of may 2020 lots of love for me